Hello, everyone. It's Paul Miller, the Free Time Free Spill Podcast, where it's about diversity and positivity. And I want a good guest. Her name is Genesis. She's an author and visionary. How you doing? How you doing, Genesis? I'm I'm doing well, Paul. How are you? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. It's it's too cold. It's way too cold for. I'm not used to all that, but you know, it's a winter. <laughs> Yeah, these are definitely some record temperatures we're having, especially in the Texas, Louisiana area. That's for sure. Uh, so tell us more about your book. Okay. The name of my book is Chocolate Drop in Corporate America from the Pit to the Palace. My book came out last year on May 27th. And this is what the book looks like. And we'll dissect the cover for a second. So there's a world on the cover of the book to let people know that issues don't just happen in America, but they can happen worldwide. But it's about us being transparent and talking about those issues at hand. There's also a group of diverse individuals on the cover of the book from all industry professions, as well as all nationalities to let people know that in diversity space. The, the title of the book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, was meant to be controversial, controversial, but it was also meant to grab the attentions of people that may be walking by when they see the book in the bookstore, wondering like, hey, I wonder what this book is about because the cover paints a different picture. So with me being African-American or Black, I consider myself a chocolate drop and me working in corporate America, that's the reasoning behind chocolate drop in corporate America. And then the subtitle is from the pit to the palace, meaning that sometimes in life we have to go through the dark seasons in order to appreciate the light. Once we're done with the trials and the tribulations, then the light is part of our um, victories, our triumph and it's our way of saying, although we went through this, it did not break me, but it made me stronger. That's, that's perfect. Um, can you tell us more about like, like uh, the book, like the whole thing, like how, how you structure it? Like, have you always been an author? No, this is actually my first book. And what really led me to writing the book was a day of frustration in corporate America after a performance review. I started writing in my phone. I just wrote the title Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. And I wrote three sentences down, but I didn't even think that it would turn into a full-blown book, to be honest, until I really started to, you know, pay attention to the signs that God was giving me. And then he sent me a tangible person. And so I met another author by the name of Tyra Jones, and she pretty much said, hey, have you thought about writing a book? And I was like, no, not really. But one thing led to another. She gave me her publisher's contact information. I entered a contest that was looking for new authors, and then I won first place, and then I started writing the book because it wasn't going to fly with three sentences. And in the book, the it starts out with me being as an administrative assistant in 2013, working for a Fortune 500 oil and gas company here in Texas. And I talk about how I endured and stayed in that role for four and a half years, but I knew there was more than just being an admin. And prior to me 
going over to a Fortune 500 company. I had four and a half years already in the oil and gas um, industry where I started with a smaller company that was focused on corrosion, but it was also a British company. So you didn't really see the that you didn't really see like the issues with diversity and inclusion because they were already foreigners. So they had a different perspective. But whenever I went to this big company, that's where I started to see that, okay, there is a problem. Like there needs to be more that that should be accomplished and done in the IND space. So after um, being a, as an admin for four and a half years, I went on to be a coordinator for raw materials for polypropylene. And for those of you who don't know, polypropylene is a form of plastic and raw material coordinators. What you do is you procure all the components that go into making polypropylene. Wow. Uh, where I was managing exports and trade regulations, a lot of proprietary information and et cetera. So it goes to show that sometimes you really have to take ownership of your career and not be limited by what people say you can't do or what you can't achieve. So I didn't let people saying once an admin, always an admin, stop me from where I saw myself going. So you really have to have self-worth and take ownership of no, like, I appreciate what you're saying, but that's not for me. And this is what I'm going to do in order to change the narrative and set myself up for success. So those are some of the things I talk about in the book. I talk about the three R's, which are refuel, refocus, and realign, and how you practice those three R's in order to get yourself to the next step, in order to reflect, in order to um, call out those unconscious biases, to combat the status quo, and et cetera. The book also has um, glimpses of inspiration, as well as some of my faith journey and how my faith really kept me grounded in the writing process and going through the seasons that I was in. And every time I got frustrated, I just used that frustration as fuel. And that fuel was adding to the fire. And by me adding to the fire, it was pushing me to write more and more. And the next thing you know, the book is complete. So there's a lot of good nuggets. And for those of you, um, I'll just read out what the back of the book says. That way you could really hear it, but you could also reflect on it. So it starts out with two questions. So what challenges in the workforce, I mean, what challenges in the workplace have you encountered that left you feeling as if you were mistreated? Have others who were unqualified seemingly passed you by in the ranks? Those are the first two questions. In our daily lives, we are all faced with various trials, whether in the workforce or at home. However, when treated unfairly, it takes courage to stand and fight for what's right. No matter your race, nationality, ethnicity, or background, you can rise to be the game changer. When you use the power of your voice, you shake the atmosphere and cause a domino effect because others will choose to either follow suit or stand in solidarity. On the pages of Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, Genesis, that's me y'all, <laughs> has chosen to speak up for not only minorities, but also anyone 
who has been slighted on the job in any way. From my personal testimony, you will learn how speaking up brought awareness so that long lasting change could be made. We do not win by remaining silent, overlooking injustice, and continuing to practice poor judgment. We win by standing together, engaging in those difficult conversations and helping one another. Let's all work together to create change for future generations to come. Wow, amazing. Like, what's the difference between like being an admin to an author, or, like some of the stuff the, as the duties, like how does that change? How do, has that changed you? So with an admin, you are doing the work for other people and you're managing their calendars, you're setting up meetings, you're ordering lunches and basically doing administrative tasks. As an author, I have access to my own creativity I don't need to check in with anyone else. I check in with myself. I have ownership of what I can say and what I can't. And I don't have to listen to other people telling me, oh, you can't say this or you can't do that. Because being an author is my own brand. I'm branding myself. Whereas when you're an admin, you're getting paid and you're checking into someone else's time clock and you're building up their vision their legacy, but you're expected to do a job and you're do, you have to do the job that they pay you to do. So there's certain rules and regulations in place of things you can't do and things you can do. And, you know, that's, that's fine because, you know, you're getting a paycheck, but is that all you want to have? And for me personally, that's not all I wanted to have. What's coming up next for the, for the book, like with promotion? So I added a new chapter into the book recently. So there's going to be an expanded edition of the book that's coming out. It's currently in the approval process with Ingram Spark and it's based on 2020. So the new chapter is gonna be chapter 13, but like I said, based on 2020. After that comes out, I'm also in the process of creating a workbook to go along with the book which will be based on the reflection quotes that I have in my book, as well as some other powerful nuggets that I'm going to incorporate. Because I think it's so important that the readers who go through the book, that they take time to reflect on what's being said and they apply it to their personal life and have their own call to actions on you know, what they want to see um, happen in their life, whether they're, whether they're gonna be an ally in the IND space, whether they're gonna uh, look for ways to maybe write their own book or whatever the case may be. Because I wanna make sure those, my readers, my audience, my tribe is having an impact, not just reading the book, but I have something that I give them to hold themselves accountable. And then once I'm done with the workbook, then phase three, I'm gonna work on creating an audio book um, to go along with this because I wanna make sure I'm tapping into all of my audience those who like ebooks, those who want to audio and et cetera. That way no one is left behind. And when you say I and D, I, I, like, I think it's industry, but is that, is that the right word for it? I and D is inclusion and diversity. It's an acronym. Okay. Yeah. And you're a visionary. Like what, how did that become visionary? 
So Visionary was, uh, it's been there for a while, but me just calling myself a visionary really ignited in 2020 after, you know, we all endured a global pandemic, having seen things that we never thought we were going to see and just me being a spiritual person as well as a religious person I started to get connected more with God and he was revealing things to me you know before they became manifested and I don't want to go too deep into this because there may be someone who is not a Christian or they may not understand it and my my mission with this is not to change who you are, but to share what has worked for me, which may look different for someone else. But when you're a visionary, you have the ability to have a thought that pops up in your mind, but then you write down that thought. And as you write down that you start to envision what your success is going to look like. You start to envision the pathway for you to get to your success. It's all a part of being a visionary, having a vision and making sure that vision comes to manifestation is my personal definition of me being a visionary. And also making sure you leave an impact for others, but you also create a safe space where you can be a person that influences someone else's life by you just being open and vulnerable and transparent. You said when you write down your vision, like your your thoughts, um, like it helps you be able to, like if it's, if it's something inspired by God, like you're able to, like the, uh, the video is cutting out. Yeah. So once you write down your vision, there's a saying that says, write the vision and make it plain. So first it starts with a thought. Your, a thought pops up into your head. You write down that thought. As you begin to write that down that thought, you begin to envision that thought. Once you begin to envision that thought, that thought begins to take root. Once that thought takes root, then you start to talk about it. Once you begin to talk about it, then you start to see the manifestation come to pass. Like, for example, if you write down certain goals for 2021 and you have the appropriate actions to back up those goals and then those goals come to fruition, then that's part of your personal vision. And that is where you become a visionary because you're already envisioning what you want to come into fruition in your life. So, so I, like, how has podcasting been for you like since you started? Oh, great. I've been on over three dozen podcasts. I've hosted for um, various podcast hosts. I've hosted a few times for someone in Jamaica. I've hosted for someone in North Carolina. It's It's been really great. And I've met a lot of people, you know, around the world that I wouldn't have met. And it's really fun. And it's a good way to really put your put your subject out there, but then also it gives you the ability to learn and grow from other people that may not necessarily be in your inner circle, but that have various skills that, you know, you could learn from, you could add to and et cetera. Yeah. Every, every time I talk to a guest, there's something to learn from it. Like even, even the expertise that they bring to the table and like just sharing that to the audience, like it's, it's captivating, like to hear and learn from them like I learn a lot just interviewing some 
most of the time, like sometimes I'll be talking and like I, sometimes I might go solo or do one just me. But like it, it's really great to uh, to podcast. It's really fun and uh, it's therapeutic. Talking is therapy. Yeah, <laughs> very much so, because you're getting those thoughts out and you're putting them out into the universe. And then you're also helping people along the way, too. What's the what's the impact podcasting has been for you? Like, how has it changed you? Like, it has allowed me to be more more confident. It lets me, you know, just be like, oh, like woosah, like it's like a breath of fresh air is like an impact for me because so many people that I've been talking to recently, they're like, Hey, have you thought about coaching? Like you're a very good teacher. You're very influential. And I've just been getting a lot of positive feedback. And it's kind of funny because some of the things that I prayed about in like my secret and private time with God are like things that people are now asking me about. Have you thought about this? Have you considered this? And it's so funny because I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, is this confirmation that I'm on the right track and et cetera. So it's just been such a blessing. So that's been a impact for me. <laughs> and you, you have your own podcast channel, right? Not anymore. I was a co-host with Progression Over Perfection, but the founder has decided to step back due to some of the personal circumstances that she was dealing with in her life. So there's no um, podcast for me anymore, but that doesn't mean I may not create one of my own. Awesome. Like, yeah, podcasting is really fun. Like, I love it. Yeah, I just, I'm not into editing or any of that stuff. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you got to have the right laptop. I got a Windows 10. And I used to have a Mac, a MacBook Pro. And like the MacBook Pro is so much better because they had iMovie on there. They had certain apps you can edit. And I also had Logic Pro X. Like, I love making music on Logic Pro X. Oh, cool. What type of music you make? Hip-hop. Sometimes I'm singing. Like, one time I made, like, by myself, like, a rock song. And uh, sometimes I'm melodic. Like, I, I'll try to sing a little bit with some auto-tune okay. sometimes. Cool. <laughs> you should do a podcast, a podcast about that. You could teach somebody about making beats or singing or something like that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not too much in the beat making, but I'll have to get better in that area. Sometimes I do make beats, like, but it's not it's not the best. But sometimes it's just for me to listen to. And some of them come out good, but it's not like the standard, like I like the catchy, the the vibes and all that. Like it's just good to listen to, not maybe for someone to rap. Because certain people they rap to certain type of beats, like even with how the rhythm goes. Yeah. And the hi hats, the 808s, all that in the um, cause you gotta you start with bass and then you have to have a kick drum with a snare. Then you can you can make it melodic, like you can add a lead like for the chorus, but you gotta you gotta it's a lot of work. Like some people use garage band or it's a you gotta start with the, the software and the microphone and all that, the equipment and get some audio education to start. <laughs> So you love music? Uh, I dabble in music. It's therapeutic for me. What's your favorite? Oh, I have a lot. I like CHH, which is Christian hip hop. I'll listen to rap. Um, every now and then, some trap music with my husband, oldies. Um, 
big into the rodeo. I don't know if you've ever been to Texas and the Houston rodeo, but there's country music, uh, pop music. I don't discriminate against music. I like it. I like it all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different genres, but like it's all the same as music. Like they're using words there. They got the music. They got the beat and the instrumental in the background. So it's all it's all music. It's just different genres broken down. Yeah. So you have any favorite rap songs? None off the top of my head right now. <laughs> and that just <laughs> What's some good books that you read like that you that was good information in the books? Definitely a book called Boundaries where that book it really walks you through how to set healthy boundaries, how to, you know, say no and you don't really have to explain why you're saying no, just no. No is no. And it really just teaches you as a frame of mind on how to condition other people to really respect your boundaries, because so many times people can cross the line or they're not receptive of the boundaries that you set in place or they want to understand why, why do you have this or whatnot, but it's not for the other person. It's for yourself. Yeah, creating that space. Yeah. What else, what else you got uh, coming up, like business-wise, like that you would like to share? Business-wise, I am looking into consulting and I would be consulting in the inclusion and diversity space. And then I also want to go into education from the standpoint of teaching our younger generation what is inclusion and diversity, how to celebrate other kids that may not look like you, how to have healthy discussions around the fact that you may disagree with someone and that's perfectly okay, but you could either expand on why you disagreed with that person or you can you know, tell someone else, hey, I don't understand what you said, but can you break it down to me? Because I believe that the children are our future generation. They are our future leaders. So we need to encourage them how to think outside of the box versus being in a box that some of the school systems have them in. How to encourage them to follow what they're passionate about versus, oh, I'm gonna do this because this is what my parents want me to do. There are ways to have healthy boundaries between children and parents. Like, for example, like my parents and I, we, we talked about me being a pediatrician for the longest. Like I was slated to go to medical school and et cetera. Then I fell into oil and gas. You know, I was in oil and gas for 11 and a half years. And, you know, it wasn't all bad, but it wasn't all good either. But it was a different course. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not worthy or I can't go back to medicine later on in life and et cetera. And I want to encourage kids that it's okay to have these conversations. It's okay to say, hey, I'm really passionate about being my own business owner owner. Like I don't want to work for somebody else. And, you know, kids need to have the ability to have a creative space to really explore what they're passionate about. Because there are so many times when I heard people ask me when I was younger, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? But they never took time to ask me, who do you want to be when you grow up? And I think the who is more important than the what. So those are some of the tips and stuff I want to teach to younger kids and let them know it's okay to be different. It's okay 
to drum to your own beat. You don't need to necessarily go with the crowd, but you could be the leader. Like you're worthy and really instill in them those values. And that starts with inclusion and diversity and them understanding what it is. Any links you want to plug in? Uh, yeah. So um, my book can be purchased on amazon.com. The paperback version is $13. There's a Kindle version for $2.99. Um, I could drop you my link tree so you could share it. If you guys want to connect with me, I'm on Facebook as Genesis Amaris Kemp. And that's G-E-N-E-S-I-S, -E -S, like the Bible. Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, last name Kemp, K-E-M-P. If you're on IG, you can hit me up at Lady Diaz and Deborah Richardson. And those, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I'm very open, but I'm also a firecracker letting people <laughs> know that I could definitely get with, get with you and really put you in your place if you overstep your boundaries. But don't be afraid to approach me because I'm a human just like you are. And we're all on this thing called life, which is a journey and sometimes even a roller coaster ride. And the chocolate drop, you can show us the picture of the book again. So like, so they can, and I'll leave it in the show notes to the description and all that. Okay, cool. Thank y'all for tuning in uh, to Free Time Free Spill. Thank you, Genesis, for joining me and like you took it away with, with, uh, with your book and all the stuff that we talked about. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you.